Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Freaky, a theatrically released movie that we saw last week. How about that? Whoa. How about that? How about it? We out here renting theaters, but let's go ahead and get this thing going. What's going on, guys? This is Ron. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. Uh, So, yeah, we rented uh, our third theater of the year to go see Freaky um because it's something to do uh yep we did it we went to cinemarks now we've experienced two uh different theater chains uh theater rental process and we'll get to that and that whole experience uh later on in the show but before we go any further we got to make sure that we remember our (laughs) pickle there you go that was it (laughs) of the week (laughs) So do I leave that really long yes! pause in there? Yes, please. Yeah, I think I, I have that's to. Hilarious. Normally I would cut out a pause that long, but I mean, I, feel like I mean that's that's the bit. That's the bit, right? That's the pickle okay. of the week. Though. My pickle of the week is a third printing of that Texas Blood number one. All oh, the yeah. subsequent printings are coming out this week. Uh, one, two, three, yep, yep. and four. Um, it's been a really good series uh, so far. Um. And uh, a lot of stores criminally underordered it. So uh, now's your chance. Criminally. What's up, Pickron? Uh, I am picking um, the East of West hardcover, volume three. Ooh. So, is that the final one? That is the final one. It collects the rest of the issues. I'm super excited about it. Finishes out the, the East to West collection for me. It's kind of nice. Those hardcovers are really pretty. They are yeah, they very are. gorgeous. Um, I'm going to pick two. What? One is we're gearing up for that Black Widow movie. Uh-huh. So it is called Widowmakers number one, featuring Yelena Belova and Red Guardian, which is yeah. clearly a promotional tool for the movie, but that's okay. I don't know what you're talking about. What movie? <laughs> yeah, those characters are always together. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, and then there's also Hear Me Out. I haven't read it yet. Oh, boy. And I like to wait for graphic novels, so maybe I will now, but the Three Jokers hardcover comes out this week it's really oh. nice there you go it is a pretty hardcover yeah and it's 30 bucks it's not that bad um it's not bad yeah so i'll probably buy that at least you know and read it full disclosure i know i've been teasing like a live event for three jokers uh-huh. but there was another shake-up at dc yes it was and that's not happening anymore obviously neither is the one that was supposed to be this saturday oh so that uh, means you can come to our uh, paint night I can actually, I think, yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, that one, the one, the Victor and Nora one is now happening in December. I think maybe December fourth. But yikes! They had a big thing. The person who's in charge of events is not in charge of events anymore, and getting books plates signed is a whole thing. It's just they're going through a lot over there. It's, it seems um, like they got a lot of stuff going on. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's not good. So um, getting Jeff Johns to sign book plates was not an option. Right. So maybe for three jokers too. Thanks. <laughs> they can come in person, but that's where we're at. But still, I want to read it. Okay. There you go. Uh, there you go. Uh, that's the thesis. Um, but this is the part of the show where we would like to remind everyone to please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out and it helps new people find the show. It will also help us achieve our 2020 goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we hit 200 reviews, we will start affecting the rankings of the films that we review. 
So do us a favor and go do it. Um, let's talk about our events. Speaking of, um, wow, okay. Uh, there was like something going on over there, some craziness. Um, this Friday, I have Keyforge. Uh, we are doing a Chainbound Archon event. That is a classic bring your best deck and go off type of event. Uh, that starts at <laughs> 6. Nope, that starts at 7 o'clock. My calendar says 6 because that's when I'm on to help facilitate any problems um, and handle any late uh, signups. So uh, t if you want to play in that, you can buy the deck in the store. You can buy the deck on the website. You can call the Sugarland location on the phone. Do it that way. Whatever you want. I don't care. Um, the buy-in is a deck uh, from any Keyforge set. Uh, and then the following day is the Paint Night, the uh, our Ooh. third annual, our third uh, Paint Night meeting of our Paint Club. We've got a we got a playlist and everything. We're ready. We're official. Nice. Um, yep. And it, we are running the Ogre Zombie Paint Night kit. Uh, with uh, complete with mini comes with uh, 12 paints, two brushes, a water pot, and a miniature. Uh, you can paint a nice, disgusting ogre boy um, with us. Or if you want to just come hang out, paint your own thing, or just come hang out in general, we'll be here. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and that's all I have for this month. We have a Black Friday sale coming up. What? Do you know what it is? I do. It's on Black Friday, what? Um, November 27th. And that is going to be, if you're familiar with the sales, it's like a sale day. Everything's going to be on sale. And then as a doorbuster, T-shirts are buy to get one free from 10 a.m. to noon. So come in early and then stay the whole day or don't. <laughs> um, and then we also got a live sale tonight. We're popping off with lots of key issues again. More from that same collection. Always we didn't, popping off. We didn't do them all. No, not always. But we didn't do them all uh, last time, you know. So right. there's some more this time. We got our first Ivy. We got our first Venom. Wow. First Deadpool. A CGC first Deadpool. Um, CGC. Yeah, nine point two. Wow. Um, that's it. That's at seven o'clock tonight at BedrockCity.com/live. That's awesome. Tune in. Say hi, even if you don't want to buy anything. I like yeah, it just, when just come people through. I know come in and say hi. Come post up in the uh, in the chat. In the chat. Use code Uncanny when you are mm. invoiced next day for. Hey, I'll I'll have you nothing. know the website getting <laughs> promo promo code Uncanny every week from our Keyforge stuff because that's they need to use that if they're buying the deck online. Well, that's cool. So promo promo code Uncanny lives on. Um, but anyway, Ron. But no anyway. Events. When, when's, that, when's that book club starting up, Ron? So, COVID's uh, over. COVID's a thing. COVID's over. It's wild. The election's over. There's no more COVID. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's get on to what I done did. Uh, Ron, do you want to go first or last? Because I know you have a, a decent one. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, right, let's, let's I, I went uh, camping-ish. Glamping. Glamping. Technically, it wasn't a, it wasn't a camp house. A camp house? A camp camp house? house? Did you have electricity? A cabin? It wasn't a cabin. It was basically a house in the woods. Went to a camp house. Uh, but it was cool. It was a little past uh, San Antonio, about an hour past San Antonio. Uh, the Frio River cabins. It's pretty cool. Okay. Stayed That's out cool. there for three days. Uh, got drunk. It's fantastic. That's what Makes I mean. Makes sense. 
I feel so great. Nice. So <laughs> now you got to come back to work tomorrow. Uh, no, I'm coming back on Thursday. Oh, nice. Oh. <laughs> Look at you. Real vacation. Okay. Wow. Okay. Good. Somebody's. Uh... But I had fun. It was good. It was a uh, a lot more hilly than I expected. Uh, <laughs> the hill country. In West. Yeah, the hill West, country tends uh, to do that. West Texas. I had no clue. I thought it was mostly flat, but there you go. You learn some stuff, right? Yeah. I don't have any cool stories. I'm sorry. We're um, we went to go see moving... Freaky. Oh yeah, we did see Freaky. That's a cool thing. Yeah. That was kind of like my one going out this week. You know, we're um. Sure. Moving in July, so we were like looking at places. Oh, that's this, cool. Uh, this weekend, so that's it. That Burbs, right? Yeah, I knew to it. the Burbs. I knew it. Uh, we call it the Berg. So we did look at a few houses in uh, Missouri City, but really, oh, you're looking, at, you're looking at houses. Yeah, we're gonna buy a house uh, this nice. spring oh. summer. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Adults. Yeah, proper adults. Wild. Okay. Um, well, anyways, um, what did I done do? I didn't do much. We went to go see Freaky. Um, I got halfway through painting a dragon. I did a green boy. Oh, uh, look at that. Ooh, yeah. Big boy. Yeah, he's a big one. Uh, um, I, I literally only did green and the the teeth and the horn. I need to do so like some highlights and stuff. So is that easier than the smaller ones? I assume. Oh my it... goodness! Is it ever? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because it's or just is like, it like you need to get like the detail in it. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, like... no, that's definitely easier. It's sort of like how the larger scale Gundams are easier too, because you don't have to like fiddle with the little. Sure, sure, sure. Um, that, it, it. At least that's my that's my opinion of the thing. Anyway. Um, yeah, I'm looking at my calendar. I don't think I did anything else exciting. Oh no, that's a that's a lie. I went to. Um, a drive-in wrestling show uh and booker t's uh reality of wrestling his uh, school out there they have a no, under non-covid circumstances they have a monthly show that they run in their gym in the booker t world arena gym or world gym arena but now they uh are doing them in the parking lot and you say in your car and they do commentary over the radio it was a lot of fun that was fun it was austin there uh i have no idea I, I guess you I don't wouldn't think know, so. would you? No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. Did, do you no pay for certain like car placements or? No, it was just first come, first served. And my biggest complaint would be that they didn't like have like a truck area. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, yeah, it was intermingled. So, I'm going to a drive-in drag show in December. So I'm like trying to take oh, notes. I've been getting we paid. We paid for like by them. Uh, oh really? Uh huh. That's interesting. Um, but we paid for like a front spot. I wasn't sure if that was worth it, but we'll I'm see. sure I'm sure it is. Um, but let's get on to the news. Um, Fight Club director David Fincher slates Joker as a betrayal of the mentally ill. Filmmaker David Fincher is outspoken uh, at at the best of at the best of times. Um, as he looks to make the move to Netflix, starting with his upcoming Mank. Uh, the director has opened up about the, about the struggles of making movies in the current Hollywood landscape. Predictably, comic book adaptations came up, including last year's R-rated box office hit, Joker. Fincher says, Nobody would have thought that they had a, sh- a shot at a giant hit with Joker had The Dark Knight not been as massive as it was, uh, he told The Telegraph. Um, 
I don't think anyone would have looked at the material and thought, yeah, let's take Travis Bickle and, and Rupert Pupkin and conflate them, then trap him in a, be- in a betrayal of the mentally ill. Yikes. Um, he didn't say yikes. That was me editorializing. Um, I like David Fincher. Um, I like a lot of his movies. And, uh, He's a good filmmaker. He is. I, don't, I, don't, I know nothing of his takes on things. Yeah, I'm not sure what his uh, stance is on anything. I don't think it's too groundbreaking to say like no one would have cared if it weren't for the dark night. It's like, that's like the most obvious thing you can point out, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, we are aware it's Joker and that that's a popular character. Right. Um, and that it would not have made as much money if it wasn't a Joker skin, you know, but the mental, the mentally ill part is like something we've been saying, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and I, and I do agree with that. So, um, people are mad. Have you? Of course they are. Have you? Um, how, how's your opinion been on Joker since it's come out? Like, have you softened on it at all, or? It really hasn't been. I haven't thought about it at all. Neither. Yeah, I haven't thought about that movie. Since I haven't softened <laughs> on it, and I haven't hated it more. I, I don't think, like I said, when I saw it, I would say I'd probably never see it again, and that's still the case. Here we are, right? I don't. Yeah. I haven't had the desire to go back to see it. Same. No, me neither. Um, and I don't even own it. So there you go. That's how you know Michael didn't like it. You're right. right. I didn't even buy it. Um, the Suicide Squad 2 adds Sylvester Stallone in a mystery role, <laughs> uh, reuniting him with Guardians director James Gunn. I like how they call him in this uh, article, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 director James Gunn. Of course. Specifically. Um it looks as though another familiar face from the MCU will be jumping over to the, uh, I mean, okay. Um, <laughs> familiar, I wouldn't say he's from the MCU. Um, jumping over to the world of DC films as three-time Academy Award nominee, hmm. Sylvester Stallone, has just revealed via Instagram that he has joined the cast of the Suicide Squad in a mystery role. While Stallone is likely only filming a cameo, possibly even voicing a character, fans are already speculating that he might have signed up to play either Rick Flagg Sr. or the original Wildcat, Ted Grant. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, or the, the original Wildcat, Ted Grant. Um, whatever the case may be, Stallone is not tipping his hand, uh, so we'll have to wait until August to find out. Um, Who's he going to be? Oh. <laughs> Who knows? Star- we know Starro's in the movie. I think he could be voicing Starro. That that would be that seems like a. Did James they not? Move. Yeah, There's no cast announcement. Okay. They haven't officially even said Starro's in the movie. It's just kind of like the worst kept secrets, you know. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's the villain of the movie. So, that's my that's my prediction. Take it to the bank. The money bank. Um, I, yeah, I don't care about this news. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I mean, I think it's funny that we've got like. This this is this is a bit bit of a reach, but it's the um, it's COVID era, so a, a familiar face jumping from the MCU. Okay, um, I don't I don't really have any investi- investment in who he's playing in this movie, but Starro seems like a good bet to me. Rick Flag Senior could also make sense, uh, and I don't know if, I don't know enough about the original Wildcat to weigh in on that. Um, but in more casting news, um, it looks like Haley Steinfeld is playing Kate Bishop. We've covered this multiple times. Um, it feels she like she was, and then we covered that she wasn't, and now we're covering that she was again. 
it feels like Haley Seinfeld's rumored involvement with the Hawk with Hawkeye has been a never ending saga, but the signs are once again pointing to the Bumblebee star joining the MCU. Two of the show's directors, Bert and Birdie, um, have, uh, I'm sorry, creative partners, Amber, whatever, I'm not reading those names, um, have followed both Seinfeld <laughs> and Jeremy Renner on Instagram, a possible coincidence. Uh-huh. Uh, but also once, which, uh, means we can't help but think that this is a semi-confirmation that we'll see Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. That's a, that is a reach. But why would they just follow them for no reason, Michael? I don't believe in coincidences. If there's one thing the FBI has taught me, there's no coincidences. I didn't realize that you could do something like that, like, like retain that level of data. It's like to find out like, oh, well, somebody just recently followed these two people you know yeah they have their ways the internet detectives i mean i believe um, i mean i'm 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 in for that casting but like this is a this is this is wild i wonder what the holdup is because i feel like marvel announces casting really early you know covid like we know think... miss marvel moon knight she hulk you know like we know all these people but not kate bishop maybe they don't have like a script or anything ready for it maybe i don't know or it's not fully confirmed We'll cover it again when it's confirmed or unconfirmed. Uh, Fantastic Beasts 3 finds a new Gellert Grindelwald. Last week, we told you about Johnny Depp being fired from the Fantastic Beasts franchise, and it's since been revealed that despite shooting only one scene, he's still being paid in full. Um, It's clever of him to make sure... I'm sorry. Yeah, it was clever of him to make sure to have that written into his contract, but Warner Brothers is wasting no time finding a new Grindelwald. With Doctor Strange and Rogue One star Mads Mikkelsen, no Hannibal credit. Okay, um, uh, stars Ma- uh, star Mad Mikkelsen uh, is in early talks to take over the role as the lead villain in the Harry Potter prequel series of movies. Um, I I think that is great casting. I like Mads Mikkelsen a lot. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's good. I'm I'm in for nah. it. I, I'm a big fan. Well, I mean, I like Hannibal a lot anyway. He doesn't do much in Doctor Strange. If anything, he's kind of like forgettable in Doctor Strange. Um, mm-hmm. Which is too bad because I, I like him a lot, like I said. And Rogue One was... He's barely in it. I kind of thought they might go with a really high-profile actor, but... Um, I don't know. Also, I'm not convinced that him and Jude Law pretending to be in a romance would be something that is believable. <laughs> like it was already unbelievable with Johnny Depp and Jude Law. So this isn't, I don't know. Yeah. Like I'm okay. Like part of me is okay with like hiring straight actors, you know, but I wish they could like sell it, you know, I just don't see them doing that. Yeah. That Maybe just, I'm that's projecting. That's, that's but... not a romance that I can buy into. It's like, uh, Sure. Um, but also, I, I care very little about this franchise. About this point. movie? Yeah, I don't care at all. <laughs> Y'all don't care about any article. We get it. No, I mean, that's they not true at all. Whoever they like, want it for that role, and I would not care. But J.K. Rowling's canceled anyway, so like this whole thing's over. Like, what if it was Childish, Ron? Childish is going to be Grindelwald? No, I don't think yes. I would care. <laughs> oh, what about <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion? Oh, my Lord. I might have to watch it just for the, for the L's, you know? Megan yeah. Thee Stallion is Grindelwald. <laughs> I'm good to well. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cardi B is uh, the other one. Dumbledore. That's what I would watch. Dumbledore. 
party in Grindelwald. I'm okay. I'll watch it. Ow. Oh my god. Wizards and WAP. Wizards and Go Potions. Finish it, Mike. Yeah, sure. There you go, Michael. <laughs> potions. Um, Renegade Games assumes control of Vampire the Masquerade in the world of darkness. This is kind of a big news here. Um, this is our Got some gaming news here. Um, the dust around the world of darkness seems to be settling with a new announcement from Renegade Games outlining the expanded partnership that sees the venerable RPG franchise that is the world of darkness. That is Vampire the Masquerade, Werewolf the Apocalypse, and the rest of the noun, the substantive properties that have once had a home at White Wolf before they released a version of the game that caused uh, international controversy uh, by the casual use of real world atrocities and neo-Nazi iconography. Um, that was a big old mess, um, and they had their properties taken away from them, and this is kind of an interesting change here. Um, Renegade Studios is kicking off the big change in creative development with a free gift to you uh, this holiday, um, Vampire the Masquerade Companion, a free digital supplement that brings three highly anticipated playable clans to Vampire the Masquerade 5th Edition. Uh, those are the Samitsi. Oh, I was going to try to ask Dylan to read that name. Uh, it's too bad. I was like, Dylan, can you try to pronounce that for me? Um, but okay. anyway, uh, it's, uh, the Samitsi, the Ravno, and the Salubri, um, amongst a bunch of other new rules. Um, Renegade Studios, uh, they make uh, Kids on Bikes and a bunch of other games as well. But uh, this, is, this is good news. Um, so they, uh, I'm very excited about this. Um, and I know all of my RPG people are as well. So that's pretty cool moving on to more world of darkness news world of darkness this is relevant to uh, everybody really um world of darkness releases a free wraith the oblivion game um i have to be careful about how i say this so that it doesn't trigger my alexa um wraith the oblivion the orpheus device is a world of darkness video, ga video game controlled through voice commands with rich dialogue and multiple endings the orpheus device is directly accessible through amazon's thing um, Google Assistant, and the EarPlay iOS app, um, and designed to be entirely controlled through voice commands. The game puts the player in the headset of an investigator using a machine that can communicate with spirits of the deceased as they delve into the tragic case of the Martin family. The Orvius device was created by some people um, and the original creator of the Wraith the Oblivion franchise. This, this game is actually pretty fun. I did try it. Oh, cool. um, yeah, it's neat. And um, I'll tell you, it sucks on the Google Assistant. Oh, it does it? Save your place. Um, uh, um, it, does, it does on the Amazon thing and on the iOS. But for some reason, Google Assistant, you have to do it all at once. It takes about an hour. Um, oh. But it's fun. It's nice and atmospheric. It took um, about an hour, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. Um, last bit of gaming news here. The Dark Knight Returns is getting a board game in 2021. Um, Cryptozoic Entertainment revealed that they'll be making a board game based on the DC Comics Batman title, The Dark Knight Returns. Designed by award-winning designer Daryl Andrews, who designed Sagrada, and Morgan uh, Dontonville, who did Asgard's Chosen, from the ground up as a solo board game experience in which a player dons the cowl and journeys through one of the most popular Batman stories ever told. Instead of a traditional leveling up, this is a game of attrition, an old Batman tries to survive one final gauntlet, facing old and new villains, and even his most powerful ally. Playable as, as standalone missions or one epic playthrough, where each result can, uh, of each mission can carry over to the next. So it's kind of interesting that it's going to be a, a solo play board game, but that sort of fits with the, with the comic. So 
and that is definitely something that we will be carrying uh, in the future. Um, that is interesting. Yeah, it's not not a comic I love, but like, um, um, I think it could make a good game or a good like a. Uh, th- there's elements of that story that that can be entertaining. I think for sure. This is interesting. Just, it's a single player game. I know. Um, yeah, they don't. Um, but there's a, there's a weird there's a weird stigma, I guess, um, amongst some people that solo play board games are somehow worse or weird. But in my mind, it's not really much weirder than playing a single player, you know, uh, video game. Video game. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman 1984 could move to HBO Max. As you read this, Wonder Woman 1984 is set to be released on theaters in theaters on Christmas Day. However, it's believed Warner Brothers is in the process of making um, a decision about what to do with Patty Jenkins' DC comic sequel, as it seems there are a couple of options currently on the table. A debut on HBO Max shortly after the movie arrives in theaters is one option, as is a delay to next summer. It's ultimately going to boil down to whether Warner Brothers decides to hold off and try to make as much money as possible or to see how beneficial a streaming debut is to subscriber moments. Um, there's no way this movie comes out on Christmas. There's no way. No. On theaters. There's no way. No. Unless it's HBO Max at the same time or some, some people are saying it might be a week after. Hmm. I think it could come out in theaters if they simultaneously do it online. Sure. Yeah. Well, so if it's simul- if it's simultaneously released, are we? I'm watching it at home at that point. Yeah, I'm watching it at home. I want to go to the theater to see it. Interesting. Not on Christmas Day, but is this well, is... yeah, no way. Why is it interesting? Isn't it more of a theater movie than Freaky? Yeah, but but if the option, comes out in if couple, I have the option to watch it weeks. at home, I have HBO Max, so that's true. Oh. I don't know if I've asked this question or if anybody asked this question. I don't. Why are they trying to release movies when they can just wait to release them when the world's better? Does they need money? Do they? I mean, yeah. The, yes. HBO Max needs more subscribers, so that's why they would put it there. And the studio has making a bunch of movies and not making any money. There's no revenue coming in, so they need they need something. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. They, but then, like, they you're taking that the loss. I guess so. Uh-oh. Yeah, you're cashing in early and not taking as, getting as much money, you know? Right. It's not the smart thing to do if you can wait. You're right. But I could see people signing up for HBO Max for it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, how many do you retain is a whole other question. Um, oh, right. Yeah. And would it be a thing where you pay for it on HBO Max or would it be free? You know? Right. Yeah, um, if if given the option, I would rather watch it at home. I I also like. I mean, I I don't have a lot of confidence that this movie's going to be great. Me neither. I don't, I've always said that that I'm not I'm not sure it's going to be great. But yeah. Now speaking we'll of see. things that are going to be great, um, the Joker is getting a new look in Justice League. Uh, we've known for a few weeks now that Jared Leto is taking part in the reshoots. Uh, for Zack Snyder's completed film, Justice League. Um, but it's beginning to sound like uh, rather than getting a flashback to the night he murdered Robin, we're instead going to catch up with the clown prince of crime in a nightmare future. Um, quote, I'm not going to tell you what happens in the little scene, but some water has gone under the proverbial bridge between when we last saw Joker and this appearance, Zack Snyder teased in a recent interview. 
So he's made some, he's a road weary Joker. I guess that's the way of saying it. This movie, y'all, this is so tiresome. Yeah, yeah, for real, huh? I still don't understand the point of adding in Joker. Well, it didn't well, see, seem so, like so, it fits at all. Well, Dylan, when you have a completed cut of something in the can and you're given a bunch of money to fix it, you know, you don't, you gotta give the people what they want and add new stuff. <laughs> I understand adding new stuff, but what does Joker have to do with Justice League? Nothing at all. He's the Joker. Like, add in another Justice League member. Like, but Batman's there. Yeah. I guess. The Batman, Dylan. I know what it's going to be. It's just going to be, remember those nightmare scenes where he was in the desert or whatever? Yes, it'll right. be that. He's just going to bump into Joker there, and that's going to be that's going to be the scene. And we're going to be like, oh, oh, wow. Joker <laughs> was there. Like, oh, wow. It's kind of like set up more stuff, you know? It's like they're going to let him do more movies. So he's adding stuff to like play with later, almost. Maybe it's Jared Leto's send off. They're not going to let him do more movies. His last hurrah. Fam, they gave him more money. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, that makes no. I don't get it. Like, for a cut that was done, dog. Yeah, it was finished, right? It was finished. I mean, it was sitting in the can. I don't know why they didn't want to release it. Um, Marvel Studios won't use a CGI double of Chadwick Boseman. There's only one Chadwick, and he's not with us, uh, revealed Executive Vice President of Marvel, uh, Victoria Alonso. Our king, unfortunately, has died in real life, not just in fiction. We are taking a little time to see how we return to the story and what we do to honor this chapter of what has happened to us that was so unexpected, so painful, so terrible, really. Um. That's good. I mean, I don't think there's. I don't think anybody ever thought that was really going to happen, though. It's for the best. No, it definitely is for the best. But I mean, I, I don't envy imagine. them. I don't know what they're going to do. Me neither. Yeah, for real, huh? I mean, nothing is going to seem natural. Whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, if I thought well, maybe they would use a CGI like Black Panther, you know, like not his face. Oh you know? sure. sure. But I guess not. So I don't know. Hmm. Well, I mean, I get, we have a long time until we find out. I'm sure. Um, WandaVision gets a premiere date. Um, there have been rumblings that WandaVision would not arrive on the platform until earlier next year. It appears that those were correct because the premiere date of January fifteenth, twenty one, has now been confirmed. This ensures that the show won't clash with the Mandalorian or Soul, of course. But there's no. Uh, way this news won't disappoint fans hoping for at least one MCU fix this year. I guess that's right. There hasn't been any MCU pro- property this year. Nope. I know. It's our first year in like Forever. how long? Yeah. yeah, without an MCU entry. Yeah, but I mean that that just comes with an asterisk though. Like, Yeah, but people are mad that it's not coming out in Janu- December like they said. Right. It's like have a little like sympathy like can we you know i'm yeah. sure they would like to put it out in december if they were done with it right i mean i would rather than much like cyberpunk 2077 i would rather i'd right. rather get something that's good than something now like what excuse would they accept for a delay if not a pandemic you know exactly none that's the answer none. you may not take away my cape kino yeah <laughs> 
You better not. Under no circumstances. But January's January, I feel like, is soon. Maybe it's yeah. just because it's like the soonest thing we have to look forward to. But I feel like it'll be like this year has been flying by. I feel like we're gonna do like two more episodes, and then it's gonna be WandaVision. You know. Right. Yep. Um, Chris Pratt joins the cast of Love and Thunder of Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, the original plans for, was for Guardians Three. Um, I'm sorry. The original plan was uh, Guardians Three uh, would be released this year, but James Gunn's commitments to the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker have seen the Phase Four calendar shift somewhat. Now Thor: Love and Thunder is coming first, and we're getting an As Guardians of the Galaxy reunion with the addition of Chris Pratt as Star Lord to the cast. There's no word on whether other cast members will join him, but it seems likely that uh, the God of Thunder will bid farewell to his fellow Guardians as he embarks on his next solo adventure. I forgot he's with them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this makes sense. Chris Pratt needed a good headline. I mean, he solved For a Rubik's real, Cube huh? in under a minute. I, saw, I remember that from a couple weeks ago. That's nice. I don't, think we, was... I don't think we talked about it. Was that a headline? I did not even see that. Oh, we, we never talked about it. He, yeah, no, he, yeah. I, I'm so tired sure. of everyone, like, <laughs> talking about Chris Pratt, you know? Like, what do you mean? Well, it, it all started with that thing where he was voted the worst Chris on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And then, That's like, right. all these people came out defending him, like Robert Downey Jr. and, uh-huh. like, on Instagram, and, like, about what a good person he is. It's like, they just said he's the worst Chris. Calm down. Like, where were, like, I know everyone said this, but, like, where were they when they were telling, like, Brie Larson to kill herself, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Silence. But, actually, but Chris Pratt gets voted worse Chris, and everyone's like, he's great. All right. How dare down. you? <laughs> right. Yeah. He's part of systemic homophobia. It's not that bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I... Horrible. Whatever. I mean, I also think like with 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 a story like this, though, like I'm not married to any plot details for anything that's not out yet. Like, well, sure. What do you mean? You know, like uh, if if uh, Chris Pratt was not supposed to be in this movie, but he is now. Like, I think we need to, uh, you know, sort of let Marvel have their time with fi- making, making their properties good um, with uh, this pandemic and everything. And they're having to scramble and get on the back foot. Uh, so I, th- I don't know. I think this is, I fine. can see how it's frustrating because their whole, well, I think part of the success is how like intricately and like smoothly woven the continuity uh, is, you know? Yeah. So just, that's like Feige's like job. So to throw a wrench into that must be pretty like, Frustrating, I bet. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, now we got to add even Chris Pratt and Thor. Otherwise, everyone's gonna be like, where are the Guardians? How did he get here? I don't know. I think if that's what needs to be done, it's fine. I don't think he's gonna be in it a lot enough to ruin the movie. You know. No. Um, Lilo and Stitch arrive. I'm sorry. Lilo and Stitch live action movie is in the works at uh, Disney from Crazy Rich Asians director John Chu. Um, Disney is developing 2002's animated adventure Lilo and Stitch as its next live action adaptation. Crazy Rich Asians director John M. Chu is in negotiations to helm the project, uh, which is being developed as a possible feature for the Disney Plus streaming service. Um, Dan Lin and Jonathan Eirich 
um, are producing. Um, while Mike Van Ways uh, wrote the current draft of the script, the search is said to be underway for an, to find another writer to work with Chu. Um, so I assume this will be like sort of a Lion King uh, scenario or Jungle Book where CG Stitch. Yeah. Um, no, they'll get a real one. They'll, they'll a real get a real stitch. stitch. Get a real stitch. And a dog, a dog blue. Do you um, like Lilo and Stitch? Are you big fans? I'm not a big fan. I like the movie, though. I'm not. I like it fine. I've seen the first one, and I know there's like a direct-to-video sequel, right? right? And a sequel? Or a TV and, a, and a TV show. Right. Yeah. I've, I've only seen the first movie. I will say, I feel like this lends itself to a live action better because it's more like grounded and normal. I know that's weird to say because considering there's an right. alien in it, but it's. But it's less right. like sing songy and fantastical, you know. Sure. It's kind of like ET, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, know. I'm I'm over the Disney remakes. Same. Same. <laughs> Agreed. Um, the Mandalorian season three released a seemingly confirmed by new Disney Plus promo, um, with cameras expected to begin rolling in the coming weeks. With January at January to be the latest. It appears that we have confirmation that season three will debut on Disney Plus in 2021. This was expected, but a promo shared um, on the Slovak uh, Disney Plus YouTube channel highlights the fact that all three seasons, The Mandalorian will be able to stream next year. I mean, that's not a surprise, I guess. But their turnaround time on Mandalorian is pretty good. It's that no set thing. Yeah. Yeah. You don't do anything. Just get those those stunt doubles in in a room. Yeah. Um, I still have not watched any of it. Neither have I. I haven't watched the most recent episode. I'm just uh, falling behind a little bit. I was watching Great British Bake Off instead. Oh, well. Sorry. I mean, priorities. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Um, That's probably the better choice. Um, We sound so terrible. Like, everyone loves a Mandalorian. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. I like it. I just... I don't you think know. everybody was out over Star Wars. I wasn't ready for more Star Wars, honestly. Sure. Um, Fantastic Four star Kate Mara reflects on horrible experience working with director. It's no secret that Fantastic Four, this was, I believe, what, Fan Four Stick, right? The, uh, yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> um, was a troubled production, and, with n- and no one involved with the movie has really had nice things to say about it. That includes director Josh Trank who earlier this year finally weighed in on what happened behind the scenes and shared his take on all the rumored chaos. Now star Kate Mara, who played Sue Storm, um, has elaborated elaborated on her experience working with the filmmaker and describes it as being one of the worst times she's ever had with directors. Quote, the fact of the matter is that my two horrendous experiences were male directors. Have I not gotten along with a female director? Absolutely. And it was not the greatest work. And was it not the greatest work experience? Sure. But there was never a time that I felt this is happening because I'm a woman where, uh, where with male directors, it 100% was only happening with me. It was a, it was a power dynamic thing. Interesting. I mean, I, I believe it. Yeah. (laughs) I just think it's interesting because it's been this like narrative of like poor Josh drink, you know, right. Like Fox ruined his movie. That's that's what the narrative is, but I feel like right. I don't know. No one's. He seems. I don't know. He just comes across as someone who's difficult. You know. Sure. Seems like you're not. He. I feel like he came on to a big studio tentpole movie, 
thinking his like artistic vision was going to be made and that only his opinion would matter and that no actor or producer you know would have any say in it right. you know like he's making an indie and then here we it's are like it's a group effort it's a like it's a team making it not just you you know right yeah Which, has he made anything since then um i don't know I don't, I don't think so i don't i don't have it i don't have his uh, i think he burned a lot of bridges there well yeah i mean especially if like the cast is now coming out saying he was terrible so oh that's right he did chronicle i forgot about that oh no he well, was, yeah. uh he directed capone dylan yeah, so oh that's right yeah that's uh that looked that was apparently a real terrible. winner but yeah that's five a five-year gap in between fantastic four and capone capone wow and now there'll be an even longer one I mean, Basically. yeah. Um, Amber Heard confirms that she will be back as Mara. Um, despite persistent rumors to the contrary, it seems Amber Heard is set to return to Mara, uh, return as Mara for Aquaman 2 it is, uh, and is very much looking forward to wading back into action when cameras start rolling next year. Quote, I'm super excited about the amount of fan, about the amount of fan love and the amount of fan appreciation that Aquaman has acquired uh, and that it has garnered so much excitement for Aquaman and Mera uh, that it means we'll be coming back. I'm excited. I'm so excited to film that. Okay. You excited, Ron? Aquaman. Oh, what's your, what's your opinion? Let me it's guess. Aquaman. You don't care. Get them, boys, or whatever. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I mean, we, we sort of covered this last week, too, when we were talking about the Johnny yeah. Depp stuff, right? Um, I don't care. Whatever. Um, she should be fired too. I don't know. She was, she was, she was fine as Mara. I mean, I think the real discussion is, should she be fired as well? I guess. Right. right? That's the real discussion. Yes. And that's sure. Yeah. That's tough. Um, replace her. Yeah. Why not? Who cares? <laughs> I mean, is it going to make the movie any better or worse? No, not at all. Uh, I mean, I feel bad dumping on Aquaman because like I know a lot of people really like it, but it's not very good. I I enjoyed parts of it. You How know? dare you? It's it's DC great. It, yeah, it is. What is the, what's the greatest DC movie from from Van. you know? Wonder not Woman. counting. Oh, okay. You think so? Wonder. Yeah, I guess. Well, so. from the DCEU, you mean? Well, yeah, not counting Nolan. Yeah, Wonder obviously. Woman, Shazam. Oh, Shazam! Yeah, See, I think I like Shazam my... better than Wonder Woman. I think. My number I go back and forth. It's like a Christmas movie for me. I'm definitely going to watch it. And it Woman. But it didn't come out in Christmas, right? No. No. That was so stupid. Makes me mad. Aquaman um, was Christmas. What? Yeah, you got to control the wine like it's water. Um, yeah. um, Wolfman producer Jason Blum ho- hopes yes. to bring Universal's failed dark universe back from the dead. Yes. Um. Uh-huh. I'd love to be in charge of them, Blum admitted in an interview with Inverse when he when asked if he'd like to take the reign, the reins of the universe. I wish I was the right person to ask this. I'm just not. Uh, they let us produce Invisible Man, and they're going to let us produce Wolfman. But the monsters and their fate are the and the direction uh, and what the monsters mean overall. That's still still entirely a question for Universal. Give it to the Blumhouse, please. Be fantastic. Big mistake not letting Blum do it. 
Mm-hmm. Be so you good. need one person overseeing all of it, like a Feige. Yes. He like could be, a Feige. This could be the Blum, the Blumverse. Or, or Snyder. He could be, Snyder. He could be. He could be the Feige of of oh. the dark of the dark universe. Oh, it'd be good. I I would be so into it. I mean, um, Invisible Man was fantastic. Well, of course it was. I would be yes, so. from a from a um, actually looking forward to it standpoint, not a let's go see how terrible these movies are going to be standpoint. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what was the Tom Cruise one? The Mummy? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, yeah. They've course corrected, I think. Yeah. Well, they've I had some, one, one bad and one good. We'll see. Right. I had but, some friends just watch The Invisible, Invisible Man. They were like, this movie was amazing. I was like, oh my so god, good. let's talk about it. <laughs> Like, I know. I would love like a shared universe kind of thing, like an Avengers style. It'd be dope. Or, you know, like have the killer from Freaky show up. That's <laughs> in the yes. Blumhouse. Yeah, you would. You would know he would put all his little sprinkles of Blumhouse in, in all those movies. Oh, he he would have to. He have to because he don't go in the Blumhouse. Don't go. You to see the people with those truth or dare smiles. The truth or dare smiles. <laughs> yes. Yeah, dude. <laughs> The Suicide Squad Peacemaker spinoff adds Orange is the New Black Star, um, Danielle Brooks. We recently found out that director James Gunn was developing a Suicide Squad spinoff series for, the HBO, for HBO Max that'll focus on John Cena's Peacemaker, and the show has added another key supporting player. Deadline reports that Grammy and three-time SAG Ensemble winner Danielle Brooks has signed on, signed on to star alongside... Uh, Cena and Steve Agi, um, who will reprise uh, his role at, uh, in Suicide Squad as John Economos. Sure. Sure. Um, Brooks, who is best known for playing Tasha Tasty Jefferson in Netflix's Origins of the New Black, uh, will play Leota Abadeo, who, as far as we know, is not an established DC Comics character. <gasps> A new but it character. Could just be a code name, right? An alias, Those comics. if you will. Um, Tasty was my favorite in Orange Is the New Black. I've, I watched the first few seasons. Tasty was great. I've never watched any of it, so. Oh really? Just I'm glad she whole, didn't work, and I can see her train. being. I can see her being funny with John Cena. So, most I'm definitely. hyped for the show more than most TV shows. So we'll see. <laughs> so, are you more excited for the Peacemaker show or the Suicide Squad movie? Probably Suicide Squad movie, but I'm more excited for Peacemaker TV show than like I don't know <laughs> whatever other junk is coming out. Whatever ever de- like the Green Lantern show, you know. This this news, okay. The Scorpion King modern <laughs> reboot is in the works at Universal with Dwayne Johnson producing. Yeah, boy. So he's yes, to, he's so important to the Scorpion King. Uh, yes. A reboot of The Scorpion King, yes, really, is in the works at Universal with the original movie star Dwayne The Rock Johnson producing. Wow. Um, the project has straight out of Compton scribe Jonathan Herman <laughs> on board to write the script and is said to be a, quote, contemporary take set in modern times. Johnson will not reprise, his, uh, reprise the lead role of Matthias, um, a.k.a. The Scorpion King. A new actor is currently being sought. It's going to be Roman Reigns. Um, but there's said to be a good possibility <gasps> that he will appear in some capacity. Dylan. Wait, what did you say, Dylan? Vin Diesel. Dylan, uh, how, dare, how dare you? 
Okay, Bro, hear me out. He's, so, got, he's got more charisma. He's the sauce. True. Yes. As we can Ron... be Scorpion King about family, a whole Scorpion family. <laughs> the family okay, so hear me out. Follow me. What studio is this? Uh, Universal? No. Yeah, and it's and now, yes, it's Universal. And now it's taking place in modern times. Oh, no. Is it going to fit in with the Dark Universe? Yes. Scorpion King is going to cross over with Invisible Man. <laughs> <laughs> and then The Rock goes in the Blumhouse. And... Yes. The Rock needs to be in the Blumhouse. For real. I, I would love The Rock in one of those Blumhouse movies. I think he would be he would fit in really well there. It'd be pretty solid. But on the real, I don't want to. I don't care about a contemporary. You don't. No, I don't care. That seems like a randomly care. generated movie premise. Yeah. Like what? Why are you remaking something that? I guess you should remake something that's bad over something that's good. I don't know. Um. Yeah, but I feel like they're just gonna make it bad again. We'll see. Batman Three Joker is reportedly getting a sequel at DC Comics. Um, if they still do comics. Uh, Bleeding Cool, um, a reliable source for comic book news, is reporting that a one-shot sequel is in the works for Batman 3 Jokers. That was the biggest selling title of 2020, and it sounds like the plan is for the story to be firmly integrated into whatever form uh, DC DC Comics continuity is taking now. Uh, The site describes that as the DC Omniverse, with plans for a special issue in March set to explain the status quo of the DC universe over the coming years. It's not another reboot, we think. Um, huh. I, I bet it's you an it's anti-reboot. The so a sequel, but it's also explaining the universe. No, no, no. <laughs> the, the sequel is taking place within the new universe. There's a one-shot explaining Omniverse coming out in March that's unrelated to Three Jokers. Two different uh, things. No, no. But, we're, we're talking about Batman... Th- Three Jokers, Three Furious. I got you. 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 Or my bad. Yeah. Tokyo Drift. I miss. I miss Red. I miss Red. I mean, but the Omniverse is rumored to be they're like leaning away from connective continuity, and they're gonna think like more black label. You know, like most things are black label. They're not really tying together. Huh. That makes sense. Which better? Those titles, I think, do the best for anyway. You know, it does they definitely do. And stop trying to, if you can't, it's like the movies. The movies have done that now, too. You know, if you can't make it work, if you're not able to, then don't. Then don't worry stop about trying. It. <laughs> yeah. Um, Justice League director Zack Snyder uh, says his cut has six chapters and an epilogue, and a new trailer is teased. Um, uh. think of, quote, <laughs> this is exhausting. You're going to love a part of this article, Michael. I'm excited. Quote, the thing about the movie I think that's interesting is that the way I constructed the cut was it's six chapters, right? He tells the film junkie. So it was always this chaptered concept, you know, like where the first section says part one, and then you have this little section and then part two, and then you have this other section and then part three, all the way through six parts, then, and then epilogue. Snyder would go on to say that if given the choice, he would go back, he would go back Oh my God! If given the choice, the movie would be released in black and white on IMAX screens. <laughs> yes, yes, um, I love it. Steph and I colored a black and white version of the trailer, and so the first version I'm going to put out, um, and probably what we're going to talk about on Tuesday will be a black and white version of the trailer. Jesus! Woo! 
Boy. Y'all said this may not get no more work. Are you just kidding? Just to translate, there's no new trailer. It's the Hallelujah trailer in black and white. Right. Just so I don't want anyone to get their hopes up. It's to probably out by the time. Oh, it is yeah. out. It came out yesterday. Oh, what? Uh, I'm going to sound silly if I was wrong, but I think it's just for the Hallelujah trailer again. But they can't use that song. Though. Could we please? I think they worked it out and they can. But... <laughs> I want to see this movie in black and white in an IMAX in all six parts with an epilogue. Jeez, no. It was problem. always going to be six parts, Michael. It was always going to be six parts. It was always. Right. Yeah. It's like Star That's Wars. Right Star, Wars Star Wars was always supposed to have those three prequels and the three sequels, which is why. Except when it was four parts a couple weeks ago. Right. Not six, which it was always going to be. It was and always going to be six. Is there going to be a separate week for the epilogue? <laughs> no. I hope um, so. I hope so. I really hope so. I want seven weeks and then a three minute epilogue on that final week. I mean, when is this coming out? Who knows? Never. Next year. Next year. Late. After the nuns spending their three hundred million. Uh, Five hundred million. This man's not getting no more work. That's a lot. He, is. he has a whole Netflix universe coming out. Um, the Green Lantern series from HBO Max will reportedly have a TVMA rating. The Green Lantern TV series is said to. I don't believe that. Um, said to span decades and focus on Adam Scott. Uh, Guy Gardner, uh, Jessica Cruz, and Simon Baz. Now, a new rumor seemingly shed some info on the tone of the series and a key adversary. The report from the Direct states that the live-action series uh, will have a TVMA rating, which means that the show will not be for little kids. Okay. Um, Of course, until we (laughs) see footage, we're left to wonder whether that series will have a tone more similar to Titans and Doom Patrol or Watchmen. I'm going with Titans and Doom Patrol, not Watchmen. Well, those are MA also. <laughs> sure, but like, I think if we're just going to bank though. on one or being, if it being similar to one or the other, I think it's going to be less like Watchmen. Would be my guess. Do you mean Titans and Watchmen have the same tone? Like yeah. trying to be serious, like little kid dark, you know? <laughs> little kid after dark. That's the tone. Titans and Doom Patrol. Um, I don't. See any reason why Green Lantern would need to be TVMA? No. Yeah. Not, let's not calm down. It's it's Power Rangers in space. Like let's let's wow. chill. You know, it's because it's not TV, Dylan. It's HBO. Okay, and it's, it's not for kids. This isn't. It's not for little kids. That's what, what? it says in the in the write up. Not for little kids. Wait, who said that earlier? I don't remember what was the article a long time ago that said this. Oh, thing not for kids. not for kids. It's for no, it's something is for grown ups. I forgot what it was, but it's like oh, a Zack yeah. Was it not? Um, I think it was Zack Snyder's Justice League. So yeah. I think they're yeah. running with that you grown up Justice League. I, I mean, mean uh, Green Lantern. Yeah. Uh, I hope this isn't true because that's dumb. I should have a wide appeal. Wonder Girl TV series focusing on Brazilian Wonder Woman uh, Yara Flor in the works at the CW. There's a new Wonder Girl series in the works at the CW, and the series will focus on the character who will be introduced as the new Wonder Woman in DC's Future State event this year, Yara Floor. Um, the show hails from Greg Berlanti and Queen of the South executive producer slash co-showrunner uh, um, Dylan Rodriguez, and will center on, quote, Yara Floor, a Latina dreamer who's been, who was born of an Amazonian warrior and a Brazilian river god. Uh, learns that she is Wonder Girl and with her newfound power must fight evil forces. 
that would seek to destroy the world. Wonder Girl will mark the first time a Latina superhero has headlined a DC TV series. As opposed or to... comic. I could be wrong. Well, I guess there's a question, but it's rare to see, you know, Latin characters in comics, but... Sure. Like, or yeah, or comic series, but, and they also say a DC TV series. Has it been a Marvel ser- TV series headlined by a Latina? There will be, right? No. Mm-hmm. No. No. No, no Marvel doesn't have any... I don't, she's not getting a TV show, I don't think. She's going to be in Doctor Strange, but... Marvel hasn't had any Latin characters at all, other than not superheroes anyway. So they're not doing any better in that department, mm-hmm. um, which is weird because this is a big population, you know. Right. You would think they would want to pander, but but here this we is are. cool. This is the one I'm most excited about when I was looking at the future state. Her art lineup, her, the concept design is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has the coolest costume. I think Joelle Jones is doing the book. Oh well, oh, nice. um, and then the other one that has her in it. Jen Bartel is doing it. That one has regular Wonder Woman also. But this is everyone's heads up. Her first appearance is going to be somewhere. I'm sure we'll know the week it comes out. <laughs> we'll we'll yeah. know the but, day after. Yeah, the day after it has shipped. They'll tell us the, what her first appearance is. Here's my, here's my thought. They're sending out that preview book, that Future State preview one in March that we talked about before. Yes. That like DC Nation. Omniverse? I think it's going to be that. Oh. Yeah. I think it's going to be that. She's going to be in that book. You know how like Marvel okay. Point One is yeah, yeah. Kamala Khan's first appearance and like sure, yeah, it's going to be one of those situations. It's not going to be what we think. Like it's going to be in Wonder Woman number one. No, no, right. it's going to be, be somewhere silly that we're not going to know about. Right. I'm. Yeah. I mean that probably. So but, keep an uh, eye out. It's all we can say. Yeah. Right. They don't tell we, us anything. We, we don't know. We're almost always caught caught off guard by these things. Um, yep. We don't have a lot of secret info. Um, but anyway, let's talk about Freaky. So we oh, went crap. to go see Freaky. Uh, we went to Cinemark at uh, Memorial City Mall, right? Yep. Um, so this was so the the previous two times that we have rented the theater, we went to Star Cinema Grill, um, but we had some complications uh, getting set up on that. So we decided we would try this one, and it was half the price. So Dylan. As the person who has orchestrated all of these, how can you say that um, Cinemark compares uh, in terms of just setup, initial setup? Well, overall, I would not say it's a clear-cut winner, but for initial setup, it's definitely Cinemark because you, it's just like buying a ticket. You just go on to their website like you would buy a normal movie ticket, select a showtime, and the showtime costs $150, and you 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 pick your movie and that's it you know okay it could not could not be easier um it could not be easier value yeah when you're getting when you're buying it but then right we had some headaches there yeah when we got there there was a little hiccup with them letting people in i don't know um there was like a ghost town there i don't see why yeah there was nobody there but i think you get a better value at star cinema because you get that food definitely and you get a nicer experience um, but it's more expensive, so I don't know, just whatever you prefer. Yeah. If you want a basic, nothing included. If you bargain, want a theater, if you want to rent a theater, with, yeah, go with Cinemark. Right. But if you want a better experience, Star Cinema is your choice. For um, sure. You gotta like email to sign up for that though, and I emailed and it was like a whole. It, it was just a little bit more difficult. Right. Uh, and we had, we didn't have a ton of notice on this, so we 
exactly to do with what was easier um so i completely forgot this movie was even coming out until like three weeks before we saw it i just assumed that's kind moved, of yeah too you know? Um, but I guess since it, since it was Friday the Thirteenth last week, and that is sort of the gimmick to this movie, they wanted to keep that date. I guess. Mm-hmm. I still would have put it out for Halloween before Halloween. Yeah, yeah I think that's more important than sticking with that date because it's not even. Uh, I don't know. It's not that essential. I don't think to it. This whole movie could have happened on Halloween night or something. You know. Right. I'm just kind yeah. of out of the horror. I've moved into Christmas mode. Oh. And I'm out of horror <laughs> mode. That's so it was weird dipping my toe back in. Like I canceled my shutter. Like I've moved on. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. You canceled your shutter. Well, I, my shutter free trial. Oh, wow. <laughs> Too bad. Dang. I've still got my shutter going. I'm, I, but the, the, horror, the horror lives on forever. Now oh, I'm yeah. just ready for the princess switch too. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so anyway, this is, um, Blumhouse typical, oh, spoilers for, um, freaky, obviously, um, rated R comedy horror, you know, typical, uh, Blumhouse stuff here starring some people starring Vince Vaughn and, uh, Catherine Newton, uh, among others. It's very happy death day. It yes. is very happy death day. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this movie a, a lot. Um, more gory than I, I expected yes. it to be. I, I didn't realize like, oh. it was rated R. All right. Yeah, Happy, Happy Death Day was PG-13, and this is a they go for the gore here. Um, and it, we're sitting at an 85% uh, tomato meter uh, with an 81% for the audience. And it's uh, the 85% tomato meter is with 154 um, critics. So It's legit. Yeah. It's a 81% top critics, so... I mean, that's pretty good. Honestly. Um, Agreed. It's one of the best movies we've seen this year in theaters. Um, yeah, one of the better it, ones. Huh? So, I mean, yeah, at that point, in theaters, it has to compete with Bloodshot, New Mutants, Tenet, Birds of Prey, and I think there's one more Power Rankings movie that we didn't or that we saw in the beginning. I don't remember. Um, but I I really like this movie. Um, I I would oh it, it made uh, the box office. It looks like it was three point seven million. Yep, nothing's cracked four yet. It, that's like the it's interesting the box office because it kind of hit a wall. Four million is it? Like there's just a group of people who are willing to go to the movies, and it's right. four million dollars worth, and that's it. It's very interesting. If anyone, this was like kind of a test because. It's the biggest movie to come out in a while. The movies that have been coming out have been like video on demand style, like Mel Gibson movie, you know, something like that, right. you know, that nobody would hear of. But this was the one where it's like, well, if this, maybe the margin has grown if it makes more than $4 million, but it did not. So that's the ceiling. I mean, I think you can guarantee that like a movie like Wonder Woman would make more than that, but not not like significantly so. I think it would, maybe like ten million or something, but it, it like more like tenant numbers, you know. But it's not gonna, it's not gonna no. do it. But this is part of Universal's deal where they seventeen days after release it goes on demand, you know. Oh wow! Okay. So they're not too concerned about the box office, I don't think. I mean, I guess so. 
Uh, and start I, out. I'd watch this again. I'd yeah, I would show this to people. It'd be one of those yeah. movies, you know, like at <laughs> Halloween time. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know most people aren't seeing it this year. So, like, circle back to it next October. I think that's the best thing to do. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, but the actual movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, about the actual movie. So, the, the plot of the movie is uh, Vince Vaughn is a uh, serial killer. Uh, then there's some weird mystical thing where he tries to kill the the, the main uh, the main actress and he picks up this knife and it summons this like uh, Aztec thing and they do a <laughs> Freaky Friday situation. Freaky some, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, Freaky Friday the Thirteenth, and then there you are. That's that's the movie. That's pretty much the whole. They thing. switch bodies. They switch yes. bodies and they have a. 24 hours to switch back. Um, Solid concept, right? Yeah. I mean, tried and true. Yeah. It's the same, like we said, it's the same director as Happy Death Day. So this, I think this is his gimmick, you know, is taking a merging two gimmicks, you know, like it was Groundhog mm-hmm. Day and horror before. Right. And now it's Freaky Friday and horror. So I'm okay, I'm okay with that with series, you know, as long as it's fresh every time. Yeah. Um, and has he directed anything else that wasn't Blumhouse, or is it just like, is he just straight up a Blumhouse guy? Not that I know of. He did Happy Death Day one and two. Is all I know of. Okay. Um, so you you the the basic plot of the movie is uh, her two friends, uh, you know, trying to convince the two friends that uh, Vince Vaughn is actually the 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 teen girl in the in her body, and you know, uh, and then how do they reverse the curse? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, th- there's not a lot that didn't work for me in this movie I thought it was very short but that helped it honestly I think yeah. it didn't need to be long no not at all um, is there anything that didn't really work for either of y'all I'm I don't know I like this movie and I liked <laughs> I'm just like a there were a couple parts watching it and I was like, is this homophobic? Oh, you know? but then I kind of yeah. moved on. I was like, eh, yeah. we're moving on. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, her friend was a bit of a stereotype. I was okay with that because they clearly were like playing with tropes in the movie, you know, sure. and they made, they purposely made him a trope, I think, and then made him actually part of the movie, which is like flipping the trope on its head, you know? Sure, but it was more like the jokes of like with Vince Vaughn and that guy. And oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. kid. Yeah. yeah, and then it was like clearly for laughs, but I was like, <laughs> they're it? gonna kiss. I was like, I don't know, is it? But then it was it was a minor part of the movie, so it didn't sure. bother me too much. It might not be too. I'm not the gatekeeper on what is and what isn't okay. That's you know, I was okay with it. So that doesn't mean it's not homophobic. Yeah, it it was definitely a. Uh, you know, on that line. Um, they committed. Or, I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. They did commit. They committed to that gag. It wasn't like dipped your toe in. I know. I was like, surely this is not going to go as far as it went. That was, was like, the most oh, unbelievable part of the movie. All right. Like, oh, this is, oh, he's getting in the back seat. Oh, this is going to keep going. Okay. <laughs> um, um, I think this, my biggest complaint about this movie is I think that it should have been straight to streaming, and that would be a perfect, like, I don't Halloween. know. It's like a breath of fresh air in the 
pandemic, you know, like, oh, something good's coming out that I can stream, you know, like if sure. it went to HBO or went to Netflix or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think making people go to the theaters is the right decision because it'll seem a little stale in 17 days, you know, like, oh, a bunch of people saw that. It won't be as uh, eventful. It should have been like October 15th streaming Amazon something, you know? Yeah. I mean, I with those with those box office numbers, you would assume that a lot of people didn't see it. So, yeah, you know, I mean, get a, get a second sure, wave of life. You know? I'm hoping they're still interested in it, even though it's kind of like I've been there, done that thing. Sure. You know? And, Talking about uh, this movie with customers at the store, a lot of people didn't even know that it was coming out, or they they didn't even know what Freaky was. So, well, that makes sense. Also, I think this movie costs like nothing to make. None of these Marvel oh, movies yeah. do, so they're gonna be fine. It's not like Wonder Woman, you know. Oh, I mean, they will make up their money when it comes out in two weeks on on digital for sure. Mm-hmm. Would um, you guys want to see a Freaky too? Absolutely. They teased it. They teased the sequel. I will see any Blumhouse movie, I think, at this point. Yeah, most definitely. They've they've earned it. Most of them aren't bad, I will say. They're almost all watchable. Yeah. But what do you think of the performances? Um I you know so I don't love Vince Vaughn. Um but I thought he was pretty good in this. I mean, for I mean, for what it is, right? Like, right. There's no awards being won here. Um, <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> yeah, right. It's 2020. There's not I mean, a lot of. Uh, he really went for it. Um, yeah, he definitely committed. He you know. committed to it. Um, I liked. I. Yeah, I liked him. I thought I was worried going into it that he would be like, a little bit like Jack Black and Jumanji, you know? Yes. Like two okay. over the top, but I thought okay. he did a good job of being like a teenage girl, like having the mannerisms, but not like a caricature of a teenage right. girl. You know what I mean? There's some restraint, and I like Catherine Newton, but she didn't have a lot to do. She just kind of scowled and yeah, no, she did pretty much. and walked around. You know, sure. I will say my okay. I should have said this when you asked for my pet peeve. I hate when movies are like, "I'm the ugly girl. No one looks oh, at God. me." And that's puts on a new coat story. is instantly hot. <laughs> a ponytail. Um, you put up her like, hair. In the in the beginning of the movie, she's like has like model hair, and everyone's like bullying her in the hallway, and like ugly Millie and stuff like that. It's like let's. Can she we looks like a model. Down. Let's let's chill. You know. She's not cute enough, Dylan. Okay. She clearly was the t- most manicured. You know, it wasn't. <laughs> they didn't even attempt to do like the glasses thing. The takeoff sure. glasses, like oh right. my god, you're this hot. I like the message that like, you know, beauty comes from within and if you have confidence, people will I see what they were going for, but like sure. saying she was ugly in the beginning was come on. No boys pay attention to me. I think she said that. She did. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't understand the rotten reviews for this. There's twenty three. What are they saying? Um like um it's just not very, white? It, it, no, he didn't review it, I looked. Um uh. It's just not very creative or memorable, but it never claimed that it would be. Um, it's fun to watch Catherine Newton and Vince Vaughn play each other, but I think it runs out of steam as it goes on. It was an hour and 20 minutes. Chill. I know, I right? Like it me. wasn't even, yeah. Um, it's just another horror flick that's way too graphically violent. Who is this? Get, get out of here. <laughs> People did- going into movies and not knowing what to expect. 
basically. Or I'm, I don't know. I hate that it's scary. Yeah, why is this so scary? Like it wasn't even like grotesque. It was just like, oh, there's some actual horror in it. Cool. Here, here's a guy that seems to just hate Blumhouse. Um, James uh, Berendinelli from Real Views. He's a top critic. Um, Blumhouse has an uncanny ability to identify projects that sound compelling on paper, but are less attractive when watched. Um, Freaky is the latest of these. I wholeheartedly disagree. So does he not like Invisible Man? Well, I think I think you gotta like Invisible Man. Oh, that's the best movie of the year for me. Duh. Which, um, that didn't come out this year, did it? Yeah, it did. Did it? I know it seems like it didn't, but it did. Okay, well then, yeah, absolutely. I'm just curious that if he hates this Blumhouse movie, he has to hate all the Blumhouse movies. I I don't know. Uh, I don't think those are the same, but uh, I mean, I, think, you know. I thought this had a strong trailer. And if you watch the trailer, it's like a good case of a trailer telling you exactly what it is, you know? Yeah. Um, so if you watch the trailer and it appeals to you, that's what you're getting. It's not trying to be something else. So I think it. you should go into this movie knowing what to expect based on that. Yeah. Uh, he gave The Invisible Man 2.5 out of 4. <gasps> How I mean, which is like a weird, that's a weird rating system. Um, yeah, I that's mean, a weird rating system. But who are we to talk? We use CGC. Uh, so, um, yeah, but at least it's on a ten point scale <laughs> to yeah. a degree. I um, I I don't know. I thought this movie was really enjoyable. Um, I will definitely be watching it again. Will you buy it when it's cheap? Maybe no. I buy. I'd buy it for not you. <laughs> buy anything. You. Um, <laughs> I, I'd buy it for ten or sub ten. Agreed. I'm not going to pay the new release price for it. Absolutely not. It's uh, You see it on sale in a couple of years, and you're like, oh, that was okay. And then you buy it. Right. You know? Exactly. It's one yeah. of those. Right, right. It is not Tammy and the T-Rex, which I just picked up for Jesus. a ridiculous uh, price. Did you watch it already? No, not yet. It came in yesterday. Um, okay. But okay. but the, the going price on that movie, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago or last week whenever we did the last Fast movie. Uh, last week. It's the Paul Walker movie from 1990 something early 90s and has a very limited 4k release from vinegar syndrome um and the 4k blu-ray trends at around 50 plus dollars but i was able to pick one up for 30 so i'm very excited and it's kind of funny because i think this is the only physical movie i've bought uh all year yeah probably i don't think i've bought anything else so Tammy the T-Rex gets the gold with that one. So I'll watch it and have to let you guys know about that. Um, but is there anything else you want to bring up about, uh, about Freaky? I, thought, I think it's worth your time. I don't know if it's worth renting a theater as, or braving, braving the pandemic. I think just wait the two weeks or 17 days or whatever Dylan said it was. Watch it when it comes at home. It's a good at home movie. I think, but I, which we normally don't say, I think it's worth the, if you can get a little group together, it's worth yes. the, 20 True. bucks or whatever it'll cost to, to watch it, you know? Mm-hmm. Watch for sure. Agreed. Because it's one, 150 bucks at uh, Cinemark, which is not too bad. Um, especially if you have enough group, if you have a group of people that you trust, you know, if you have, uh, you know, if you have eight people, that's $18 and change. That's not bad. That's pretty doable, you know? So sub $20, you can, you can have the experience. And their concessions are really cheap right now. So, um, like uh, I know 
the, the large popcorn was five dollars. Oh, I, I you know what I didn't mention. I'd say tell them about the tins you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, did, I didn't mention. Um, yeah, I they they have you know you go to the movie theaters and they have these uh, commemorative tins for the movies you're going to see. They had two, uh, one for Mulan and one for Wonder Woman eighty four. The Mulan had a date on it for March or whenever the yeah. movie was supposed to come out. And so I had to buy that because the only I looked, the only other tins I have is I have Dark Phoenix and Rise of Skywalker. Um, I mean, not necessarily that I mean that the, they're all doomed productions, but uh, Rise of Skywalker <laughs> definitely is not good. Uh, and controversial but, movies, controversial movies. So I was going to buy the uh, Mulan tin by itself um, with the popcorn, obviously. Um, but then it was $5. So I was like, well, then give me the Wonder Woman one as well. Since this movie, there also <laughs> is a chance that I think this movie does not hit theaters. Um, does your Wonder, your Wonder Woman one doesn't have a date? Does not have a date. Really disappointing. That's unfortunate. So yeah. you're hoping for that. That's why you went on HBO Max. Yeah, I, need, I needed to go to, yeah, so I can watch it with my popcorn tin. So your tin can be a truly rare item. Yes, a truly collector's item that I can sell for um, $7 in two years. <laughs> um yeah it's gonna be very exciting but anyway i think that's gonna do it for us this week um do we we're not watching a movie next week are we i don't i should have double checked oh no we are um i completely forgot um if you want to play along at home and watch a movie with us watch shin godzilla oh jesus um, i don't know if we decided if we're gonna do subbed or dubbed uh whatever do watch what makes it up want. Yeah, and w- yeah. Let's not tell each other what we're gonna watch, and we'll see how that goes. Um, I own both because I think I bought the Blu-ray with the 4K when it came out, and use the 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 ultraviolet code came with both. So um, I don't know which one I'm gonna watch. I'll probably watch dubbed because I'm lazy. Um, but anyway, if you want to play, al- right? If you want to play along at home, uh, that's what you can do. You can watch Shin Godzilla to replace Godzilla versus Kong. Do we do any kind of official ranking or recommendation for Freaky? Uh, we did. With it, yeah, we, it, to, just, to, we just had to, to watch it. <laughs> yeah, well, no. Um, I said it's worth waiting till streaming, and you said it's worth going to the theater if you can get a group. Is this a rent or a buy situation? Uh, I mean, I think overall it's a, it's a rent. Rent, uh, yeah. I, I'd buy it, but not at new release prices. But I... Dylan, neither well, Dylan I think nor it's gonna I be, are the metric. I think it's going to be only buy when it comes out. You know, oh, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Oh, well, if it's only buy, no, I think you pit you you skip it then, unfortunately. Or you get some people to kick in, or you know. I think if you got four or more people, you can buy it. If you live alone, no, no offense, it's not worth it. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> I mean, okay. unless unless the Blumhouse is like your thing. Yeah, or Vince Vaughn. Could be. Or Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. But anyway, um, that's anyway. going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Later, guys. It's Ron. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. <laughs>